0: Welcome to Spawn, a common sense and hopefully fun discussion on parenting and parenting culture. Hey, I'm Kristen Chase. And I'm
1: Liz Gumpener, and we are the co founders of coolmompicks.com. And on this episode, we're going to be talking about prioritizing your time. We know that things get busy for parents this time of year,
0: and we've got some tips for making the most of it and some trial and error on our part. Absolutely. And as always, we're going to close out our show with our cool picks of the week, and we will jump right in with some really helpful tips and we'll be sharing our own trials and tribulations with things that we've tried over the last six months or so right after this. This episode of Spawned is brought to you by Candlewick Press,
1: publishers of John Klassen's acclaimed and best-selling hat trilogy of children's books. Hold on to your hats because all three books—I Want My Hat Back, the Caldecott award-winning This Is Not My Hat, and I Found My Hat—are now available in a beautiful box set complete with a frameable artwork print. It's a fantastic keepsake for John Klassen fans and an amazing birthday gift or baby shower gift. Adults love the artwork and subversive humor. Kids love being in on the jokes throughout the stories. So check out John Klassen's Hat Trilogy. Three hardcover books plus a frameable print now available in a deluxe box set for $35 on Amazon starting this week.
0: So Liz, Kristen, this year in particular, I think we've talked a lot about trying to find more time in the day, trying to prioritize our time, trying to get a little more organized with our time. I feel like it's been a theme for us here on Spawn. Yeah.
1: I mean, I think it's one of those perennial themes for parents because we always feel like we have so much to do and not enough hours in the day or arms on our bodies to make it happen. Right. There was something about this year, like, I don't know, last year felt tough for a lot of people and it was almost like a reset this January. Where I felt really committed, and I think you did too, yes. to like really making significant changes so that we could get some stuff done and figure out what matters to us most. Or maybe we're just getting old and feeling like death is near and we really need to make the most out of our time.
0: <laughs> way to bring it down, Liz. Way to bring way it in down. Middle age. <laughs> or way to make it urgent. <laughs>
1: exactly. That's the positive spin. So, back in January, episode 138, we talked to Jake Knapp. It was a really good episode. It was. Make sure you listen to it right after this one. And he wrote an amazing book about how to make more time for the things that you love. He shared tons of expert tips. We had a really good conversation. Actually, I really enjoyed listening to it again this morning just to catch up, Krista. Yes.
0: Yes. There's good stuff in there. There's a ton of great things. And what I loved is that he had so many ideas that you could kind of pick and choose ones that you felt would work for you because not everything works for everybody. So I really appreciated that he had so many different options.
1: I agree. And so since then, we really talked about some of those ideas and like how we can apply them to our own lives. How do we prioritize friends, family, self-care, hobbies, travel? Like how do we make more out of the time we do have in the day? How do we give more time to our kids? How do we feel good about how we're spending our days or spending our years. And so I thought it would be kind of cool with this episode for us to check back in and let everybody know how we're doing on all that.
0: <laughs> and you know, I was inspired by an article that I shared recently over in our Recipe Rescue Facebook group. I know we've got so many Facebook groups, but I have to say there's so much great information. I know we've talked about OutTech Your Kids. We've talked about Cool Mom Fit and, of course, the Spawned podcast community. But the Recipe Rescue one, there's a lot of great stuff in there. And the article from the week... On I know that resonated with me, even though I don't tend to do a lot of the cooking anymore in my home. It really focused on how women tend to hold all of the info in their heads when it comes to meals. So it's not just cooking, right? It's like meal planning and the shopping and then who's going to eat what and who doesn't like broccoli and all of the things. And when did the
1: eggs expire? And when did I buy that yogurt? And like, it's like you always have this running list of things in your head. It helped me realize like how much we take on. So when we talk about not having enough time to prioritize, It's not just like the moments in the day we spend. It's like the mental
0: energy, too. Absolutely. I think it really lends itself well to this whole discussion of time and prioritizing our own time and how we want to spend it, right? So it depends on what you want to do with your time. But if you don't have any, then you can't do anything with it. So I'm curious to know how have you been doing that? Like, how did you get started? I know at the beginning of the year, we had like one word resolutions. Yes. What did you do? Well, one word resolutions. I mentioned that my word for the year is
1: me. And I even actually, I don't know if you caught this when I shared my little nightstand selfie. What's it called? A shelfie? A shelfie. <laughs> yeah. A shelfie on our Instagram account this week to share my cool new lamp. You can see it like hanging on uh, Josta right next to my nightstand that it says me, just the word me on white paper so that I I can look at it every day and think, what do I need to do to make me happy? To center myself more? To say no to people where I know it's going to make me sad? What's the line that you had recently from One Tough Bee? Like I'm walking away from stuff that
0: makes me oh, feel like yes. shit. Yes, I am currently <laughs> unavailable for the stuff that makes me feel like shit.
1: Yeah, so that that all <laughs> factors into me, and honestly, it's worked really well. The other thing that I did to like focus on the stuff I care about is someone sent me like a little, um, you know, those little type boards that are so popular. Now, yes, the yes. I feel so millennial, Krista. I know with you my do. Letterboard. <laughs> and so I was like, what should I put on this? And here's what I did. I wrote down the words, how about now? question mark. And I just have that up on my desk so that I stop putting things off. So that when I think, oh, I should really blah 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 blah. And then I turn and I see that.
0: How about now?
1: So that I do those things right now. That is
0: such a great idea. And I know you're very visual. And I think most people at some level are. So it's so great that you're giving yourself a visual cue. So you see things. You've got the me on your nightstand. You've got the how about now on your desk. I think those are great. Yeah, and by the way. I'm not a
1: word person. So, right. But you James know.
0: Clear, remember we just talked about his book, Atomic Habits. Yes. On our book club, Facebook Live having those visual cues, it's so important to having good habits because you need to be able to see that. I don't know if you remember this, but he talks a lot about how it's not necessarily motivation, it's your environment. Yes, completely. That is something I
1: definitely need to work
0: on this year. But we'll get back to that. No, that's okay. But you've been starting it already. You have those things in front of your face. I mean, if you didn't have those, and I'll be honest, so I know you've got your one-word resolution. I did what Jake suggests in his book, which is choosing kind of one highlight, one thing you really wanna focus on your day. I thought that was a great concept. It was basically like you can write your to do list till you're blue in the face, but make sure you have that one thing that you definitely want to get done. Yes. And that it was can great. be a work thing. But like overall, it should be like a thing that's just really important to you that when you do it, you'll feel satisfied. Yeah,
1: I have done that as well. I don't do it every day, but days where I start to feel overwhelmed, where I look at that growing to-do list, because God, I do make lists until I'm blue in the face. Like I have lists on my phone. I have lists scribbled on the back of receipts. I have it on my (laughs) computer, on notes. Like I have so many lists. Like I feel like putting it out there gets it out of my mind and then I feel better, but then I feel stressed about the lists, right? Yes. So I started doing that to help me manage it. If I'm, like, totally stressed about, oh, God, I have all this stuff to do today, I'm like, today is the day I'm going to take care of the kids' doctor's appointments. And just by saying, like, that one thing out loud, that actually helps me focus on that thing. And the truth is, it's usually a small thing, and then I get it out of the way instead of pushing it off, and then I have time for everything else. Yeah,
0: I actually did this. I stopped doing it because <laughs> my one thing ended up being always work-related, uh-huh. and I'm pretty good at getting work-related stuff done. Like, I don't need to make a work-related thing a highlight. And <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) when I did make things that weren't work-related highlights, I wasn't actually doing them. So I'm going to start doing this again, but I'm going to make a little rule for myself that my highlight needs to be something that's not work-related. It needs to be personal. It needs to be something in my relationship with my husband or my kids. So that's how it worked for me. Yeah. That's a great one. And I think as a tip,
1: it can be big or small. You know, I think I had talked on that episode about how at the end of the day that my partner, John, comes home and he's always like, how was your day? And that really forces me to reflect on what I accomplished that day. Because sometimes I'll be like, I was so busy. uh," And then I can't think of exactly what I did, which means I was probably just keeping busy, which is different than like being productive. So that helps me too. Like I picture him in my head asking, so how was your day? And then thinking, well, what can I say today? Like, well, I got this checked off my list. I feel really good. Or I, you know, wrote a chapter of my book or whatever it is. Even if it's a small thing or a big thing, like having that one thing in mind has been really helpful
0: to me. And what about just finding more time? I mean, that tends to help you prioritize. And I feel like for many of us, we can easily turn to tech use as a way to find more time. Yes. I know you've done a couple of things with tech use and I have as well. So what have you done to make more time and maybe decrease or change your your own screen time habits. Well,
1: you know, I'm really big on not having notifications. Yes. So I I have continued that. I still do not have notifications for most things, most social networks or emails and stuff, so that if I'm not getting like beeps and boops and buzzes all day, I don't think about it. Yes. But the other thing is I wrote a post on Cool Mom Tech about mindful screen time, lock screen wallpaper. Like we created some cool wallpapers that you can download. It's on Cool Mom Tech. If you look up wallpaper, it'll come right up. Yep. Setting a lock screen with something that inspires me or motivates me or makes me think about how I'm using my phone, makes me more mindful about it. It's been helpful. So for a long time, my lock screen said how we spend our days is how we spend our lives, Hmm. which is one of my favorite things. So when I open it and I'm going to play like another round of some like lame game, I'm like, (laughs) is this what I want to be doing with my day? And sometimes it's yes. yes. Sometimes it's like, you know what? I'm giving myself permission to do something totally mindless for 20 minutes, but then should I be doing it for an hour? What about two hours? Is there something? else I could be doing. So here's one thing I did. This may sound really hilarious, but it's actually been good for me. Instead of playing like goofy puzzle games, like I always do, like 1010, just to like get my mind off things. I actually went back to Words with Friends. I love it.
0: (laughs) You're really good at that game. And I feel smart.
1: Like Words with Friends too now has this lightning round thing. So you can literally play like 60 second games super fast. You're just making as many words as you can. It's on a team. It's not social. You don't talk to anybody. It's so fun. And I feel like that helps me get all the like crazies out through my fingertips and like helps me reset. But I feel smart instead of just feeling like stupid when I'm playing these like Candy Crush type games. Well,
0: I think it's really <laughs> wise to have those kinds of things on your phone, actually, because if you're going to pick up your phone for whatever reason, you need a distraction. It's better to do apps that aren't those infinity apps, right? You're going to get sucked into work if you pick up Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. Or just
1: sucked into like everybody's baby pictures or food photos. Yes, or yes. lives.
0: So, if you have a game or you have a book or you've got magazines on your phone, it's actually a really, really smart way to better use that time because it's okay to have downtime. Like, that's the thing I think we forget. It's okay to have downtime. But I think for us in particular, because we work on social media, our downtime can very easily become work time. Yeah. So I think that's great. I think it's awesome you're back playing words with friends. So. Yes. And, the, and
1: then here's another thing. And I wrote about this also in Come cool Tech, which is I started wearing an Apple watch again. Yes. So Apple did was I. kind enough. So yes, did I. they sent me a loaner, which was super nice. Thank you, Apple. And so I've been using it, and I found that it really helped me be like more focused with my family, more mindful about my tech use. It lets me put my phone away more. Oh, I and love And actually, that. with the AirPods, it's so easy now. I'm like listening to audiobooks and podcasts on my walk to work every day. Mm-hmm. Like I know it's a multitasking thing, and maybe it's good to just walk around and like smell the garbage of New York City on trash pickup mornings. <laughs> but for yes. me, like it's been nice. Like Catching up on NPR, like I can catch up on the news walking to work, or I can listen to like a chapter of a biography I've wanted to read, and so I feel like more productive, but in in a positive way. I don't feel like I'm just like texting while I'm walking to work. I feel like I'm I'm inputting yes, good information. I
0: agree. That's one thing that the watch has done for me, Um, other than the fact that I love closing those activity rings. I'm super motivated by that. But I do love that I'm untethered to my phone. Like when I'm in a store, when I'm out and about, I toss my phone in my bag. It's not there. I have my watch. It's really been a huge focus changer for me. Like it's changed my focus a lot off of what I may have been doing, which probably was work and unnecessary to really prioritizing. So one of the things that I'm planning, on doing, I haven't done it yet. Is that I'm actually thinking about getting a work phone, Liz? So I'm, I saw that. Yeah. I saw
1: that you posted about that. So you'll have two phones. I'll have right? two phones. I love the irony of having more tech to have less. I tech. know
0: more phones <laughs> to do less. But here's the thing: I came back from vacation. I had taken all of the social media off my phone except for Instagram. You are
1: really good, by the way. You did not check stuff. No, I, I didn't. It was you, great. And, really
0: and I have to say, when I came back, I was like, okay, how can I keep Facebook off my phone because I work on Facebook, right? I run our page, you know, with you, but like, you know, it's it's part of what I do every single day. So I've actually kept Facebook off of my phone. I do have the Pages app so I can check business pages. But I figure if I can't do what I need to do on Facebook between the hours of 9 and 4, which is when I'm on my computer, then I don't need to be doing it. So I have to say it really helped. However, I feel like I'm still getting sucked into Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's
1: it's hard for us, though, because that's part of our job. Totally. You especially. So, you know, it's a little different when you're not working in social media. It is, definitely. For me, my challenge was trying to create the door, proverbial or real, between work and home, from working from home. Right. So one of the changes I made was that I joined the wing early this year, like in February, I think, which is the all-women's community and networking and workspace. They have one right in Dumbo, Brooklyn, which is close to me. And I love it so much. I know. I hear all about it
0: all the time. I know.
1: It's great. So first of all, it's got me, like, exercising right, because I'm, like, walking a mile each way to work every day. That's awesome. New York. Yeah. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. I'm like, me meeting amazing people, I'm running into amazing people, I'm meeting incredible people I wouldn't have known ordinarily because it's a really diverse space. So I feel like that's been very um, energizing for me. And it also like keeps me focused on working. Like I can just put on headphones and like head down and work while I'm there. And then I feel like I have my work time. Actually, I get there really early, like eight in the morning, and then I kind of stop at two, mm-hmm. as you notice. Yeah, <laughs> Sometimes yeah, yeah. you're texting me like, where are you? And I'm like, oh, right, I turned off for the day. And so I crank, 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 crank for like six hours. And then I'm like, okay, now I can just breathe for a couple hours. So actually creating that separation has also helped me find more ways to prioritize my time and what I care about by having, you know, for a long time, I had kind of like all over the place, mishmash, 24-7 work hours. Yeah, yeah. And so for me, that's been a really helpful thing is to like
0: separate work from home a little bit more. I love that. So let's talk a little bit about what we wanted to prioritize Yes. and how that went for us, because I think we've talked about this on the podcast and we'll be sure to link everything that we spoken about, including the old podcast that we have discussed here. So, Liz, you're prioritizing your health. I remember you saying that you were, well, it's the year of me, so you kind of have to yes. prioritize your health. How did it go? How's it going? Well,
1: I read this really good thing in Angela Santomero's book, Radical Kindness, which we wrote about, and we also did a Facebook Live book chat about that. She talked about how radical kindness to yourself includes things like Hygiene, medical care, yes. bathing, brushing teeth. And it's funny, I hadn't like thought about it that way. Like, sometimes I don't brush my teeth at night because I'm just too tired and I fall into bed. When I started thinking about it as something you do to be good to yourself, it actually kind of like changed that a bit. Not that that was like a major issue in my life, but right, then I right. thought, like, how does this apply to like bigger things? I don't want you to all think that I don't brush my teeth for like weeks or like <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I started using Quip based on your recommendation and like I love brushing my teeth even more. Yay! Now. But one thing, I hadn't been to the dentist for a long time, speaking of teeth, like an embarrassingly long time. And I was terrified about going. And then I like kind of cracked a tooth and then I was more terrified. And like, you know, that feeling when you haven't called a friend for a long time, and the longer it goes, the harder it gets. That's what it was like with the dentist. I was so terrified. And my dentist had retired and I couldn't find one. I had like 8 million (laughs) excuses why I couldn't go to the dentist finally. I was like, I'm just going to find someone. That was my to-do list for that day. It was like, find a dentist. And I did. I just sat there and cross-referenced eight different tabs on my computer and found somebody on my insurance and found. Actually, the most amazing practice in my neighborhood. It's like a, a woman and a man. She's a, she's a mom. And by the way, now everyone in the practice listens to the podcast. So hi, Brooklyn Heights Dentistry. That's awesome. That's great. <laughs> and they're great. great. And I actually had a lot of appointments and it was terrifying and horrible. I had to have like tons of cleanings and special things and things made to fix the cracked tooth. And now I have to have wisdom teeth out. It's like a lot of stuff because I let it go for a long time. Like nothing super heinous, but just a lot of maintenance to catch up. Yeah. And so I'm really proud of myself. And it was a lot of hours and a lot of days spent at the dentist's office and a lot of money, by the way, because dental insurance is like the biggest scam in the United States. Like it actually doesn't pay for anything besides a routine cleaning. Yeah. So it was like all out of pocket and horrible, but I did it. And I feel so much better. I'm healthier. Like I'm really proud of myself. That was a huge thing that's been weighing on me for years. I was proud
0: of you too. I was proud of you too. And I don't love the dentist. I even worked at the dentist and I don't love the dentist, but that is, one thing that I'm like, every six months, I go. I don't love going. It's not convenient for me because for whatever reason, I chose a dentist that's a little far away. But you know what? I love the way of looking at it. I'm so glad you mentioned the book from our book club because we need to be kind to ourselves. And we are teaching our kids good habits. We're teaching our kids to be kind to themselves. And
1: we think about yoga and meditation and fitness and all that stuff as being good to yourself and prioritizing your health. But you know what? But it's also literally your health. It's not just like, you know, I eat well in the morning or I drink a lot of water. It's like, go to your damn checkups, people. Yes. And so I did. I went to the dentist, which I know a lot of people skip. I mean, actually, when I started talking about it, I found I had a lot of friends who also were like, oh, my God, I haven't been for three years. Like, I think sometimes that stuff happens. We're not alone in this. (laughs) So like, if you're in that boat, first of all, if you think I'm disgusting and freaky, I, I totally understand. And that's okay. But if you're sitting there like, oh, my God, I haven't gone either. And it's so expensive and I don't know what to do. Like, just... Try to make it happen. Make it happen because it, you'll be so glad you did. You get it out of the way, and then you don't have to like do all that catching up. You can just go, you know, twice a year, and it's easier from now on. And then not only have you prioritized yourself, you created more mental space because you're not stressing about it all the time, and you create more time because now you don't have to go to the dentist like all the time <laughs> to like fix. There's everything so many that's wins
0: <laughs> once you just kind kind of get over your fear. And so I have to many say, wins, Kristen. By the way, my dentist A has a massage chair. B what? gives out prizes and I feel so embarrassed. They had to champagne, the Liz. They had bottles of, tiny bottles of champagne. And I'm like what? embarrassed. My kids laugh at me because they're like. It's
1: like they're bribing you to go Yes, there. <laughs> I mean, so like it's so
0: sad, but like, you know, for the most part, you probably aren't bringing your kids with you. So think of it as like an hour respite <laughs> from the world. I like that they
1: treat it <laughs> like self-care. Like they Like some champagne and a massage. They totally do. Now for you, prioritizing health has been, Really about fitness and diet, right? Yeah, like I've gotten better at diet, not great, but you have been like my role model this year. You are full in.
0: I'm trying to, you know, I didn't choose a word, but I do really need to focus in on self care. And one of the things that I knew I needed to do was to start exercising again. I really hadn't exercised regularly in about a year and a half, and so I finally landed on something. I did a Couch to 10K program. I'm in the middle of it, so I'm running a 10K at the end of October, and I. I felt like... You know, I always did better when I was working out or running or whatever with a group. So I decided it'd be fun to start Cool Mom Fit. So we started this Facebook group called Cool Mom Fit. It is the best group because there's absolutely, we don't have any before and after photos, Liz. I don't know if you saw that. No before and after photos, no diet kind of posts. Like if you're doing a diet program, we kind of don't have those. There's no body shaming. It is all about just like wanting to be healthy. If you're like a marathoner, you're great. If you like Walk to work like Liz. That's super awesome too. And I felt like there wasn't really a group like that. You know what I mean? It's like I am a runner. No, runoff. there's
1: not. And look, I feel like whatever works for you is good. By totally. the way, so if yes. you're in some kind of group that helps, then that's awesome. Yes. But I feel like the groups, at least for me, are either like so intense, like I'm tra- like marathon trainers, or like <laughs> people who ski 80 miles a day. Right. Or, you right. know, like swimmers are us, and like they're they're very intensive. Or they're people who like have major. obesity problems and are, you know, getting back on their feet or they're people with like health issues or they always seem like very specialized. Yes. And I like that you kind of just have this general like, hey, let's get in shape and support each other. And there's no like rewards. There's no measurements. There's no competition. It's just like people
0: being nice to each other, which I love so much. I know. That's like our big thing, I think, is like it's a total non-judgment zone. And we have focused our energy that way for Recipe Rescue, for OutTech Your Kids. So the same goes for Cool Mom Pit. So that's a big deal. The other thing for me is just about time for myself, which I do get while I exercise. But I have really needed especially, well, I know that you needed to because we both have kids around us lots and we need to have some time to ourselves. And I'm not really good at that because A, I love spending time with my kids. I love doing things for them. And B, it's just really easy to put myself at the bottom of the list. So that's kind of what I'm working on now. But then let
1: me ask you, because we're talking about how to prioritize, right? And how to like spend more time on the things that we want to spend time on. How did you prioritize fitness? Like what did you give up or what did you change specifically?
0: I had to give up like you did watching TV at night. I had to go to bed earlier. Uh. So so for me, it was going oh, to bed. Oh, by the way,
1: I'm totally back to going to bed late. Anyway <laughs> I can't. I'm like watching Rachel Maddow and then she repeats again at like midnight and oh, you're so anyway, funny. Yeah, yeah I, I can't. So
0: I go to bed early by 930, the latest wow. 10 o'clock. I'm waking up at five and I am just I do very well with plans of some kind that I can follow that aren't too overwhelming. So the nice thing about my couch to 10K is I'm only running three times a week. It's not I'm not running every day. I don't have to wake up super early every day. And I feel better. I just feel better overall. And that helps motivate me.
1: I think that's amazing. But I did have to give up my TV. Yeah, like I think it's good that we acknowledge you have to give up something to get something. Oh, so totally. So it's not like totally. you just added it into your schedule no. and suddenly you
0: had more time in your day. That's a great point. Okay, so we both wanted to prioritize family. And, and what do you mean by this? Because I'm curious. Because it means something different to everybody. Because I think both of us, even though we're working moms, we're also around our kids a lot. And I know there are a lot of working moms moms who have, they're traveling, they have really crazy schedules. And so it's a little more difficult for them to have time with their kids. Yes. But for us, I think it's a little different because we're with our kids also pretty much all the time when they're not in school. Um, yeah. My kids are still like home and around a
1: lot. I think also just being in New York City where your kids are kind of like neighborhood kids and they're out and walking around the neighborhood. Like I can literally be out shopping and run into my kids. <laughs> so That's awesome. Um, so yeah, I'm with them, but like, like I want to have like more quality time with them. So, So, there's a couple of things that I've done. One, like you, we've tried to value experiences over presents and gifts. Yes. So, when my stepdaughters are here, for example, we like really try to like do stuff, whether that means like just hanging out in a park for a day or going to a museum or like saving up to go to a Broadway show with everybody. We're going on like a trip, all of us, to California over the holidays with my mom. So, that's one thing because it really puts us in space together, which we love and appreciate because it, it's so rare that we can get all four girls together and we're so happy when we have that time. So that's been like one big thing. Then like from day to day, I've just tried to kind of like make time when Thalia says, hey, like, will you meet me at Starbucks after school? Like, I know she just wants me to pay for her at Starbucks. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I say yes. I just say yes now instead of like thinking about it. I'm like, why not? Like I said, I've been working since eight in the morning. Why can't I close up shop at three and take a break? And so I do. But here's the other thing, Kristen. This is huge. Huge news. I know. This is I crazy. This is, I'm
0: reading this on the script that we have and I'm I kind of looked at a double take because I was not Kristen, sure it, it was accurate. I am going to be a class mom. <laughs> That is I, I amazing. I'd these words. Good for you. For our
1: listeners who can remember our interview with Lori Gelman, who wrote that amazing Confessions of a Class Mom yes, book. Yes, It spawned episode eighty-one way back, but it's so good. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I will never be a class mom. Well, here's the thing: my daughter is now in high school, and it's a performing arts high school, and she's a drama. It's not major. She's in the drama studio, and I love that. Like, I love that my kids are into theater because I love theater. So first of all, it's fun and exciting for me to be part of it arts community. So maybe that's part of it. It's not just like selling Rice Krispie bars. It's like supporting kids doing something that I'm passionate about as well. But then I happened to know one of the parents on the PTA and he said to me, listen, we could really use kind of a freshman drama class coordinator. And I was like, oh God, no, 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 no. And I figured Thalia would say no. And she's like, no, you should totally do it. And so I thought about it and I, first of all, how sweet is that? How much longer do I have? Yeah, you gotta do in it. In these teen years that she wants me like at her school. Right. So I was like, okay. And then I thought about it, I thought, why not? It's actually not that big a commitment. They've already got tons of people to help. It's not that big a school. It's like just helping coordinate and do nice things for the teachers or raise money for Perfect. the performances. Oh, you're gonna and be so,
0: good at and it. so I'm, I'm very like proud super of
1: excited. You. I'm really I really hope I don't drop the ball. If anyone from the high school is listening now, forgive me in advance when I like forget to send an email or it's like December twenty second. And I'm like, oh, shoot, we need to get a gift. <laughs> hey, start yourself <laughs> off. Glass half full. But like, I'm actually really excited about this. I think it's pretty cool. And I feel like it's not like about just forwarding emails no, around. Like, no, no, I feel no. like it's It'll be a fun. community I want to be a part It'll of. It'll be fun, she yeah. says. Yeah, and then that's another way to be more involved <laughs> in my... <laughs> sure, she said. Try it, she said. But it's a way to be more involved with my kids in a way that actually I think I will enjoy. It doesn't feel like sacrificial. So that's my big well, change. Well, I think that's
0: very creative of you. Thank you. And I you. will say, ironically, I had thrown my name into the hat to be Margo's class mom. No! What happened to us, Chris? She had asked me to do it, but I didn't win, and I will admit I was relieved. <laughs> I don't even who we are anymore. I know. Class I know. Moms. I actually volunteered myself and my husband and we don't even have clearance. So we were going to have to go get fingerprinted and all that stuff to get clearance. So what? I'm very, wait, what? very proud of wait, you. Wait, wait,
1: wait, 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 wait. Go back to the fingerprinting part. Oh, is that a
0: thing? Oh, yeah. Our school, you've got to get like your background checks and you got to get all your fingerprinting to done. To be a
1: class mom? Yeah,
0: to be any kind of volunteer in the school at all.
1: Wow. I mean, I yeah. think that's kind of great, but yeah. also kind of what? <laughs> I know.
0: I know. Oh, my God. God, I, I felt intimidated.
1: I, we're going to have to do a whole other episode about that because that's something I know nothing about. Oh, yeah, I can't imagine if they had to like fingerprint every parent in the school who wanted to like sell cookies at the bake sale. <laughs>
0: that's amazing. Yeah. If you spend more than I think it's like four hours or something of time. I forget what it is now, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that's pretty smart. It's no joke. That's why I'm wow. not the class mom. Okay,
1: so here we are prioritizing <laughs> family and volunteering in our kids' schools, which is
0: crazy and something we
1: thought we'd never do. Liz,
0: you're not the water bottle mom anymore. <laughs>
1: I was always the
0: napkin mom. Oh, the napkin mom. I was the water bottle yeah. mom. I'm sorry, I forgot who I was yeah. for a second. Okay, yeah.
1: I don't have I don't have a car, so when I have to volunteer, oh yeah, you got to do On Sign like... Up Genius, it's like napkin. Yes.
0: Okay, <laughs> so let's talk about prioritizing friends because yes. I think you're doing an amazing job at this, and It's hard for me. (laughs) So I want to know how you do it.
1: Well, listen, well, first of all, I'm not training for a marathon. You know, that's something I've given up. I'm still not in a good fitness routine. Like, there's always trade-offs, right? Right, right, right. But I've mostly just been trying to say yes to invitations. So sometimes it's like business, social things. Like, there's a lot of press events in New York City. And then I run into people. And then we're like, oh, we should get coffee sometime. Partly, it's working at the wing because it gives me a place to, like, meet people for lunch or have a coffee or have a wine in the afternoon. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Or early evening. And then some of it is just, like, I found, like, a really awesome girl. Gang in New York, which includes our engineer John Bowen's lovely wife, Kristen. By the way, our other Kristen, as I think of her, and it's just a bunch of like-minded women like me who are into activism and causes and cool stuff and making the world a better place. Some are moms, some are not, and we just get together like every so often. Someone's like, "Hey, random, like, let's go out tonight." And I think because my kids are older, and I was can going be home to say, "Yeah, it affords yes. me that ability." Yeah. And so here's what I'll say to our listeners: If you have younger kids, I get it. Like you you can't do that quite as easily. Yeah. But when your kids start to get older, sometimes I think you get into like a rut, a routine of like, well, I have to be home, or I'm home every night, or I make dinner every night. It's like really okay to leave the kids a few bucks to like go out and get pizza or they can make their own mac and cheese or whatever. And you go out for the night. And I think mostly it was out of habit that I wasn't going out. Yeah. And so I've just kind of changed the habit to put myself in more of a yes mindset to friends. And I find that even though I'm actually kind of introverted and have some social anxiety and sometimes it's hard for me when I push myself to go out I always feel glad that I did yes
0: I agree with you I, I really never regret going but I do have what I call the dreads even if it's something fun and a lot of people don't understand that they're like are well, you're going to a party and I'm like yeah but it's a party and I gotta get dressed up you know like there was all those ways to talk yourself out of it every friend group needs the wrangler like you need to have someone who's just like we're going out girls like let's do it and yes and Because if you don't have that person in your group, it's hard. But I feel like every group, if there's a wrangler in the group, then you're set. Because that one person who just will be like, all right. We're going out. Let's go. Yeah,
1: I am not the wrangler, but I am now like the, yes, let's the, do it. There and you then go. And I can kind of get everybody else Perfect. on board. So, but is that something that you want to work on more, prioritizing friends? Or is that kind of like a little lower on your list right Well, now? it's
0: lower on my list because I feel okay. like my time is so limited. But you know what? Here's the thing. When I say I want to take time for myself, that means a lot to me. Like that means that I want to work on a passion project, which we're going to talk about in a couple seconds. It also means that I want to see my friends more. It also means that I want to have some kind of hobby. So it all fits in to this larger umbrella of taking more time for myself.
1: Yeah. You know, I I just want to say one thing that we haven't talked about is prioritizing our relationships because I will be honest, I think we are both really good at that.
0: I agree with you, kind of, but I Oh really?
1: Because I yeah. felt like that was not something I like had to work on. I mean, there's always things to work on, but I feel fortunate to be like in a really great relationship. It's always a priority. We kind of seamlessly balance together time and family time and friend time or time apart when we need it. And so I so just so everyone knows, this is not like me skipping over that huge aspect of my life. I just feel like, you know, that's one thing I was already doing pretty well. But you're
0: you're saying you feel a little differently. Yeah, it's hard. I have to say that the time that I have with my husband was actually later in the evening. So now that I'm going to bed early, like we used to hang out and watch TV together. Like that was our activity in the evenings. We would catch up, like we would find out how each of our days were. And now, honestly, I don't have that. We don't have that. I'm in bed early. He actually goes to bed later than I do now because he wants to still stay up and watch TV, which is totally cool. So we're trying to navigate how to find time. I also, like you, have my kids all the time. And my kids kind of run the gamut in ages. Like I've got two that are a little younger than Sage, right? So some of them can be alone for a little bit, not all of them together. Like I have combinations of kids that can be alone. We're still trying to figure out, okay, like let's go out and the kids will be fine for like an hour so what do you want to do? Well, the other thing is that our listeners don't really know this, but my husband lost like over a hundred pounds. I
1: know this. And he, yes. when I saw him and I hadn't seen him for a while, my jaw dropped. Yes. I was like, who even are you? Yes.
0: He looks like a completely different person. He worked super hard. He kind of did the same thing that I did, which was bright line eating. Yeah, but men yes. always lose it so much easier. Ugh. they're like, Oh, I skipped a soda today and lost 10 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing. Neither of us really drink. Neither of us really eat. Like, it's not like we go out in restaurants and eat. So I have to say, we don't have a lot of things that we can do together. So we have to kind of make those things up. Like, what are we going to do? Should we go to the bookstore together? Do you want to go get a coffee? So we're kind of forging new ground, to be completely honest with you and the listeners. Like, it's a new place for us to be. So that's definitely a priority for me in that it's not necessarily the time that I want to spend for myself. I believe that it deserves its own category. So we'll, I'll update everyone if anyone cares to know how it goes. I think we're all struggling with this at one level or another. You know just trying to find time more time so this is important to me
1: yeah you know as with friends like we are also getting in the habit of being like let's go out to dinner and leave the kids here (laughs) like we can do that sometimes now so again it's kind of just getting out of the rut of having younger kids where you can't do that as easily and being more spontaneous which I really enjoy and then you know that leads us Speaking of enjoyment, to like all that other stuff, which are okay to prioritize. Sometimes I think we talk about like productivity and work and family, like as as being important. But you know what? Hobbies, passion projects, travel, like just the things you enjoy that make you happy, and that includes Netflix binging, by the way, listeners. Yes, that's okay too. Like I think it's important to prioritize those things you know, into the great pie of responsibility that we all have, too. So how about you? What have you been doing in that aspect?
0: So I have been playing some video games with my kids. We tried out the Nintendo Switch Lite. That's great. And I felt like I can play video games. So I was like, let's play video games together. So I've been happily struggling because it's really hard to play video games, people. Um, playing them. I'm not really good with the uh, controllers. I don't know what happened. Like I'm so good with a keyboard, but like controllers, I feel kind of wonky. So I've been reading more. I've been playing video games. I have been working on the never ending novel and not because it's never ending. It's just because I've been working on it for like 10 years. Um, But I actually finished the first draft last year, and I'm in the second draft now. So I'm like,
1: that's amazing. Like, Look, two thirds of the way through. things take a long time. That's they do. Fabulous. They do take a long
0: time. So that's what I'm working on. What about you? Uh,
1: so I too, am working on a book. And so like, I've hit some roadblocks, like have an amazing agent. It's nonfiction. So it's a little different. And you know, we had this like great idea. And just as I got the proposal together, she's like, someone else already did that book. Uh. I was like, ah, Like it had just come out. So then like we've had a few little bumps like that, but now we're finally onto something like really big and amazing. I'm really excited. We're hoping to have the proposal out in the next few months. So I have also tried to make time for that. Like if I just like shut down my computer and everything else and just write for like you know, an hour each day. It helps. Yes. Sometimes I just get these like crazy spurts of energy where I'll write for an entire day and I'm like, oh God, it's like five o'clock. I haven't eaten yet. I've been writing all day. So I've been doing pretty well with that. The other thing is like we were talking about like entertainment and doing the things that we enjoy. Like I really don't watch any reality shows anymore. It's been a yeah. while, but I remember, yeah. we, I mean, God, if you look at my early blog posts where I would write oh, about like same. The Real Housewives, you know, I gotta be honest. I do not judge what people wanna do in their free time. I understand that it can be really cathartic to just watch women scream at each other for an hour for some reason. <laughs> but like, I feel like the, the way the world is right now, I just don't want that in my life. I feel like it's kind of showcasing the worst of women and a lot of reality shows do, and they're not really that real. So I've tried to refocus my energy into like so many good scripted dramas yeah, and comedies are that are out there and right comedies. now. So many good so ones. Many. Yes. So I've been more mindful about the entertainment I consume. And that means also, I was like, I live in damn New York City. Why am I not seeing theater more? What is wrong with me? So I have been spending less money on shoes and more on theater. I think that's a great trade-off. Yeah. And plus... Also, time with my kids. So they love theater. I love theater. So we've gone to a lot of musicals. And then John and I have started to go see like dramas together. So actually, for my birthday gift, I feel really grateful. Belated birthday gift we're going to see To Kill a Mockingbird together in Ooh, a couple of weeks. Ooh, that's so which awesome. I've been dying to see. Yes. And I, I thought that's one of those like, how about now things yep, for me, Yeah. like I talked about earlier in the episode, that I kept saying, I really want to see it. I'm going to see it. I'm just going to get a, a single ticket for one day. I'll get a rush ticket really cheap one morning morning and like then six months goes by and I haven't done it right so I'm really happy that we're making this happen so for me that's like a you know I feel very fulfilled when I take the time to find theater that I love. Or actually, I've gone to like dance performances. I've gone to off off Broadway. It's not just like super expensive Broadway tickets. I cannot do that that often.
0: <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> but there's, think. There's like yeah. such
1: great stuff in New York. And like, I know there's great stuff for you in Philly. And I bet wherever you live, there's like cool stuff that you don't take advantage of. So for me, that's been something that's given me a lot of joy and made me feel more balanced. And like my priorities are in order instead of like you blink and 10 years has gone by and you're like, well, I think of myself as a movie lover, but I haven't been to a movie years. <laughs> so that's another thing that we talked about in a recent Facebook chat. And I'm trying to remember which one it was, but that, you know, you need to say what kind of person you are. Instead of just saying what you want to do. So if you say, I'm the kind of person who goes to theater, that's different than saying, I'd like to go to theater more. So if you think of yourself as that kind of person, that's actually a really good tip to help you do anything that you want to do a little bit more of. I'm the kind of person who runs every day. is different than, I should really start running every day. Or
0: I'm a runner and I'm a writer. I am a
1: runner. I'm a writer. I'm a theater goer. I am a reader. I am a podcast listener. I'm a Spawn fan.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So let's just like quickly summarize by sharing how have you evolved and what do you think you could do better? Ooh, okay. Let me think about that. I really haven't thought about that.
1: I mean, I think, like I said, I think I need to like make the fitness and health thing happen. I think when you're on the other side of 40, And a few years past that, like you really start feeling the like, oh, my body isn't doing for for me what it used to. Yeah, And wow, my knees just buckled when I got out of bed in the morning. (laughs) So I feel like that's important. And that's that radical kindness act of like being good to myself and being kind to myself is taking care of my body better. Yeah. So I think food, diet, exercise is going to be a big thing for me, not just for like vanity's sake, like I'd like to fit into all the clothes in my podcasting closet again one day, but like I also, So I just want to take care of myself for my kids. So for me, that's the thing that I thought I would do this year, and everything else kind of took a priority.
0: So that's next. Well, I I think you started doing it. I mean, I think going to the a dentist. little bit. Yeah. 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 I mean,
1: yes. I, no, that's all good. But yeah. I want to be more fit, like physically okay. fit. I want to like right. have a core. I want my back to not hurt. Like I have stuff that I think I could probably solve if I started to commit well, to my body go. in the same way. So I wholly admit that I could be better at that, and that should be a priority for me. How about you?
0: So I think that I've done a little bit of a better job prioritizing things that are important to me, I would like to prioritize things that I want to do, if that makes sense. So like <laughs> yeah, things that are important are like being healthy and like fitness and exercise, but things I want to do, writing or dancing or having fun. So I'm coming to New York more. Yes. I'm trying to manage that a little better. It's hard. We're all busy. And I think it's hard to know what you can let go of in order to add something in. And I think it's just good for everyone to know that it's trialing. An error like we've tried a lot of things over the last however many months it's been oh my gosh it's October like 10 months and some things have worked and we've let them go and some things have stuck and we've kept with them but the first thing is just to try like just to try to do it if you say you want to do something just try it simple small steps like, that's all it really takes. The other
1: thing is, and I, and this has helped me also, you know, this is always kind of a topic of discussion, whether it's okay to put down a book that you're not enjoying or do you feel like yes. you got to stick it out and finish no. it. And I think we have this kind of like must finish it yes. mentality for some reason. And I've learned it's okay to start watching totally. a show and be like, eh, yeah. Like five episodes in, you stop. Yeah. Or, you know, to like put down a book you're not liking, or to change your fitness routine if you're not into it. So I think if you don't think of it as a long term commitment and you just kind of take it day by day or week by week and know that like there's an out, it feels less intimidating,
0: at least for me, and it helps me prioritize those things. I totally agree with you. So, listeners, if you've got any tips, we would love to hear them. You can share them in our spawned podcast community on Facebook. You can find us on social. We're at cool mom picks with a hashtag spawn show or drop us an email, spawned at coolmompics.com. And we'll be back with our Cool picks of the Week right after this.
1: Kristen, I'm so happy to welcome back Candlewick Press because they publish such amazing books, including John Claussen's newest, the Hat Trilogy. I have it, actually. The publisher sent it to me. It's so good. I love it so much. I was totally about to write it up on Cool Mom Picks, and then I was like, oh, and hey, they're also a sponsor. So I love it when our sponsors are the stuff that we just adore anyway.
0: I know. We're huge John Klassen fans at our home, and I love giving books as gifts. I feel like parents always appreciate when you give books, and kids love them too. And he is so funny. I love reading his books. I would just describe them as subversively humorous and <laughs> deliciously deadpan titles. And you know what? They're put together now in this really cool set that includes an exclusive artwork print as well. So it's really nice so awesome. looking.
1: The illustrations are amazing anyway. Right? Like, I just love children's book illustrators so much. I mean, half of my Instagram feed is following children's book illustrators. Fun fact about me that you never knew. <laughs> and John Clausen is one of them. He's phenomenal. For those of you familiar with the hat, trilogy. You know why this is going to be awesome. If not, you have to check out these books. All these books are super award-winning, by the way, as you know. There's I Want My Hat Back, The second book was called This Is Not My Hat, which actually won the Caldecott Medal. And then the third one is We Found a Hat. They're just beautifully boxed together. It's such a cool gift. It makes it like more special than just buying three books separately. And it makes a great birthday gift, like you were saying. Also, it's like something, you know, for family time, right? Like the kind of books that you like reading with your kids and not just to your kids.
0: Yeah, although he's so funny. You might catch yourself reading one of these on your own. Hey, it doesn't (laughs) matter, kids book. That still counts as reading. So you can check out John Klassen's Hat Trilogy. It's three Three hardcover books available in a deluxe box set with a frameable artwork print. It's $35 available on Amazon starting October 8th. Liz, it is time for... Cool Picks of the Week! Cool picks of the Week! Go for it.
1: Okay, so we were just talking about that one friend who's the organizer. What were you calling them? The one who, like, kind of rallies everybody to go out and do
0: stuff? The Wrangler. The Wrangler. The Wrangler. That's my
1: friend JoJo. She is the theater wrangler. Oh. She will write to me and be like, I took the liberty of getting two tickets. Would you like to be my plus one? And I'm like, yup. And I Venmo her the money and we go. And so last <laughs> night, we went to see Little Shop of Horrors, which oh. just opened off-Broadway. It's favorite. amazing.
0: I it's love so it. It's so
1: good. It's so good. So I'm old enough that I saw the original when I was a kid Oh my God. with Ellen Green, which is crazy. What? She was Audrey in the movie if you I saw the movie. Know. And the, the play is so good. It's different than the movie. It's darker. It's funnier. Um, Jonathan Groff, isn't it? Who is amazing. Is
0: he the dentist? No. Who no, he? He's
1: Seymour. He's Seymour? And he people best know him as playing um, King George in Hamilton. So he's got all these like Groff fans and we met him after the show and he oh. signed our playbills and was so nice to the kids and Thalia was like crying as soon as we walked away. She was so excited. <laughs> so anyway, I strongly recommend if you live in the New York area or you're going to be here over the holidays. They just extended it until January. Go get tickets. Little Shop of Horrors. It's I think it's like littleshopnyc.com. Just grab the tickets now because I'm telling you it's going to sell out so fast. It's a phenomenal show. It's a teeny little theater. There are no bad seats. Get the cheap ones in the back. It doesn't matter. That's my cool pick of the week. I love supporting like great theater, and that is one for the ages. I'm so glad it's back.
0: Yay! That's awesome. Okay, so my cool pick is a game that I just discovered. It's called Crokinole. C-R-O-K-I-N-O I
1: love this entertainment theme here.
0: (laughs) Crokinole, I know. So I saw it on somebody's Instagram feed and I'm like, what game is that? And I Googled it and the tagline was something like, Crokinole, the best game that you've never played. And I'm like, it's true. I've never played it, but I love, I love games. My family loves games. So it's basic, it's a circular wooden board and you have these wooden discs that you're essentially trying to get into a hole in the middle. And it's kind of like a mix of old time marbles shuffleboard, and curling. It is actually a Canadian game.
1: I had never seen it or heard of it until you wrote about it on Cool Mom Picks. It looks a little like Chinese checkers, kind of. A little bit, but you're actually
0: flicking the discs with your finger across the board. Yeah, it's really fun. My kids love it. Even my teen plays it. So just saying, you can play two players, four players, The boards are a little expensive. I think on Amazon you can find them for like 50 or 60 bucks. But I invested in like a handmade one from Etsy because I figured it was like an early holiday gift for all of us. And I'm not kidding. We've played this game pretty much every day for the last month and a half. I'm not joking. Oh, wow.
1: (laughs) And the one that you
0: showcased, the one that you bought, that's on Cool Mom Picks, is beautiful. Like It looks like art. Yeah, and we hang it up. So like when it's not on our table, because it takes up a lot of room, we actually hang it up and people think it's like a piece of artwork. It's really, really beautiful. And it's pronounced crokinole. 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 I linked it up. Well, you know, we'll obviously put links to everything we've spoken about on our podcast page. But I actually linked up a couple of YouTube videos, so you can see the rules. It's not complicated. It's pretty easy to figure out. And they actually have a world championship in Canada, so it's fun to watch and see people how they play. The really good ones, of course, my son Drew, who's twelve, has like super mastered the game, and he's very, very difficult to play with because he always wins.
1: I'm not surprised. I still remember when we were all in New Jersey together. And I think he ended up at a stalemate with John, my John. And he was like, yes, he's good. And he was like nine at the time. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yes he loves to play so anyway we'll put all this over on our podcast page on Cool Mom Picks and yeah I know a little bit of an entertainment theme I like
1: that hey it's all about prioritizing yourself and your fun and it all doesn't just have to be about like work and getting in
0: shape that's true <laughs> well listen thanks so much for joining us for another episode of Spawn. huge thanks to our engineer John Bowen and Liz just some reminders right of things that people can do to help other people find our podcast. Important reminders. Yeah, you
1: can subscribe. First of all, that's the easiest thing right now while you're looking at your phone or your iPad or your computer. Just like hit subscribe and then it's done. Also, download or save our episodes. It not only kind of helps our podcast, but it also allows you to listen when you're offline, which is very convenient for us commuters. Also, you know, one of the best things is just word of mouth. Tell your friends about us, join our spawned podcast community and meet like-minded listeners like you who are cool and non-judgmental and interested and interested and um, leave us a review like we love all the reviews that have been coming in the five star ones are our favorites we have to admit <laughs> we are biased towards five star reviews and so thank you for those of you who are already doing that and if you haven't yet feel free to go right ahead and we will love you forever thanks so much for listening to Spawn this is Kristen and this is Liz have a great day bye bye